Lucky you. Best 36 holes in golf. You tuned in to Alternate Shots Podcast. Barney's Army. Where we talk about golf. Barkies, Sandys. Poker. Bond. James Bond. Horse racing. I'm all in. Great movies. Alfred Hitchcock. We have no script. And down the stretch they come. We're glad you joined us. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop. Let's start again. Tampa Trice is revving up on the far side. Angel of Empire and Hitchell. And Forte has dropped six lengths off the lead. There's three furlongs to go. Arcangelo comes through on the inside of National Treasure as the field turns for home here. Tampa tries on the outside. Angel of Empire is fully extended. Hitchell comes off the inside. National Treasure is determined on the outside. Arcangelo is fiercely determined. Arcangelo comes to the end goal. Trying to pull it off. He's in front by speed. He has Jenison National Treasure. It is Hitchell. Forte's coming right. Well, Billy, this is the Breeders' Cup, episode 97, and we thought we'd take a little bit of time at the front end of this to doff our caps to our pal, Archangelo, and our pal, Jenna Antonucci. Yeah, very disappointing news that Archangelo can't run in this. Um, but Jenna Anatucci and the connections of Archangelo decided that this was the best thing for the horse. That's what makes her a great trainer and a great horse person, uh, looking out for the best interests of the horse. How do we do in the uh, Belmont and the Travers with Archangelo? We liked him. Liked him in the Belmont, bet him in the Travers, touted him in the Travers. Um, I think I even said he may never lose again, which unfortunately turns out to be right for the wrong reasons but again very disappointing but hats off to jenna anatucci and her connections um, for looking out for the best interest of this great horse potentially one of the greatest but now we won't know we don't really know the details but he wasn't he wasn't race ready there was warmth in a back leg. They don't know if he kicked the stall. I guess he bucks a little bit in, in his stall. You know, he wants to get out there and run. And they're just not going to take any chances with this great animal. So as disappointed as we are, um, I, I, I have faith in, in Jenna and her connections to do the right thing. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened here. And if anybody knows Jenna, Tell her we're interested in, in uh, doing an episode with her. We, we just are huge. There's nobody bigger fans of Jenna. Uh, we brought her up. Uh, Steve Boucher brought her up in the last episode. He's the one that broke the news to us about Archangelo getting scratched and retired. And we'd love to have five minutes, 15, 20 minutes with Jenna. Hopefully she'll come sure. she's, she's a little bit like Archangelo in the fact that Archangelo was just at the tip of the iceberg of how good he was. I think we, we were going to see a lot more. I think that's true with Jenna, too. And hopefully, you know, the racing world recognizes the talent there. But uh, let's let's move forward. Today's agenda. We're going to talk about the Breeders' Cup Classic 2023. We're going to also talk about the turf for juveniles. Anything else that comes up? We don't have a real script. So, Billy, let's move on to the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic. Breeders' Cup races, but the Classic is the, uh, you know, 
it used to be the finale. Now it's not the last race anymore, but it's the biggest paying one. Um, I, I forget what the purse is, but it's it's a huge purse. Well, let's take a look at what happened last year. It's pretty interesting. The far turn, and it is still life is good. He's got a two lane lead. Flight line now. So far, life is good. Outside, life is good by a length. Flight line on the outside, second. Eight back to Hot Rod Charlie. Then Taven to the outside. They're coming to the top of the stretch. Life is good. And Flight Line hook up as they turn for home. And Flight Line takes off. Flight Line has gone right by Life is Good and comes into the final furlong with a three leg lead. Life is good. Trying to cling to second. Taven is third. Down to the 16th pole. It is Flight Line. It is spine tingling. Well, I don't know about you, but I just saw about 20 people behind you, Billy, in the betting window area tearing up their life is good tickets. What about that secretariat like performance reference? Uh, fair enough. Um, light line? Maybe maybe that performance, but the horse uh, might have been like secretariat. We'll never know. They retired him early. He only ran six times. You know, that's like, like making a guy that uh, rookie that um, wins the batting title, the next Ty Cobb. You can't know and we'll never know. So, you know, as, as good as Flightline was in his abbreviated short career, to me, he doesn't rank among the greatest because he just didn't perform enough times to do that. He was unbeaten and he was very, very impressive, but still, that's all he did, six races. You know, that, that's, that's a little tough to put him in Secretariat's class. He ran for a few years, was beaten a few times. Secretariat was so good that before they retired him, they put him on the turf to see how he'd handle it. And he ran twice. He won twice. He broke the track record both times. So um, this Breeders' Cup gets moved around. I think they stick to the um, California. And they, they, it was in New York a couple of times. I think they've been wrestling with this trying to think whether they should rotate it or put it in one track. So I don't know what the process is anymore or uh, or how they decide where to go. Um, but I'd like to see it move around. The Breeders' Cup Classic, here's the program. This is right out of the program you buy when you walk into Santa Anita Friday or Saturday. There they are, all but Arcangelo. And <clears throat> the, the, without Arcangelo, it sort of, I think, makes this a very competitive uh, betting proposition. There are a lot of good horses. I, I don't think there is a standout in the bunch. Um, they're all accomplished. Um, my way of thinking, I would have thought Archangelo might have been a standout. I certainly would. He certainly would have got my money. But now looking at them from the inside out, there's Zandon, who's um, trained by Chad Brown. Very accomplished. He's only won two of 11 races on the dirt, but he's been in the money first, second or third all 11 times. He's faced White Aberio, who's right to his outside a bunch of times. They've traded decisions, maybe three and three. Um, Chad Brown trades Zandon. Chad Brown is very accomplished. The horse is going to be a threat. He'll be one of the top betting interests. Uh, White Aberio, who's trained by Richard Dutrow, has been running pretty well lately. I, I, I He's not getting my money. But he's trained by Richard Dutrow. Dutrow was a controversial trainer. He was suspended for 10 years from multiple and continuous infractions. Uh, and now after 10 years, he's back and he's training pretty well at 18%. I don't know. I don't know where I would go with that. 
Uh, missed the cut trained by John Sadler as an outsider. I'm going to skip right over him. I'm not looking at that one and either neither senior Buscador. Yeah, he's out too. But Thermo Sotagake, who I kind of liked in the Kentucky Derby, disappointed. He brushed the gate and then uh, faltered is what they say. So we didn't get to see much out of him. He was a mystery then. He's a mystery now. There are no published workouts since that race. He's won three for five at this distance. I don't know. I kind of was a little suspicious of him in the Derby, so I'm a little suspicious of him now. Maybe we you know, can call up Steve Boucher and get on the private bus with a lot of Japanese guys. Yeah, he wouldn't understand what they can, were saying. Yeah. Maybe he can exercise the Japanese he's learned over the years and get some trainer tips. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> then outside of him, the six horses, this is an interesting one. Uh, this yep. is Saudi Crown, trained Cox. by Brad Cox. Brad Cox is an elite trainer. He's in the top three, four or five trainers currently. And in, in my opinion, his success rate is he, he, he trains winners at a 28% success rate. That's pretty good. Wow. The horse has uh, a lot of speed. He goes on the front end. He doesn't know any other way. Um, and that, that, that is often good. Again, he's untested among this kind of crowd, but Brad Cox is not untested. So he's he's certainly going to get some of my attention, whether I end up on him or not. I don't know, but he's I'll spend more time on him than some of the others. Outside of him is Clapton, who has surprised a few times. Great guitar player and a pretty good horse himself. We're betting on guitars, I put my money on him, but that's not what we're betting on. Move on. We're not betting on guitars. No, we're, we're not betting on Fender guitars. Nope. Now we come to the new. Japanese entry, Ushba Tesoro, who is six for six at the distance, five for five on the dirt. We know nothing about this horse. He has no published works. There's no stats on his trainer available to me or to anybody looking at racing forms and stuff. Um, he probably sits middle of the pack and he's, he appears to have some potential. They have him at four to one on the morning line. So he can't be ignored, but he's an unknown. If Jackie Mason were doing a stand-up uh, routine right now, he'd say, let me talk to you about my Ushba Tesoro. This is a perfect line for Jackie Mason. It's like, I've Absolutely. heard this before, but it's Japanese yeah, horse. I've it in my elbow. Yeah, it's like soy sauce and matzo ball. It, does, it doesn't make any sense. No. Right, let's go to St. Well, Although soy sauce makes everything better, so maybe they'll put soy sauce on his saddle. Are we going to spend uh, a second senor? on Senor? No, nah, bye, Senor. Adios, Senor Buscador. We'll do a special broadcast of our podcast uh, based on what how we've just proved we really are two dopes. Can uh, we do a disclaimer, by the way? We're not giving any refunds like Steve Boucher, even if it's two bucks. No, no refunds. Don't and don't no. call us between now and Monday. Yeah, and we're not placing bets. Dreamlike is one of uh, Todd Pletcher's three horses, um, a stretch runner. Ridden by Jose Ortiz, um, normally ridden by his brother, Irad. So Irad elected to go elsewhere. Next horse is a very live Todd Pletcher horse um, named Bright Future. And that might be exactly what he's got is a bright future. He's won his last two races in very good uh, fashion. His buyer numbers are going up. He's a legitimate threat. He can sit close enough to the pace. I expect the pace to be pretty hot because Arabian Knight, who's outside, and that's a Baffert missile, he's outside uh, Bright Future, but he's going to run with um, Saudi, Saudi Crown. Crown. 
Yeah. Yep. Saudi Crown's going to be down the down the uh, end of this race, right? Saudi Crown, I believe, has enough speed to control the pace here, but Arabian Knight's going to be on his outside, and those two are going to be ding dong in it. They may be setting it up for a stretch runner. The outside, for the most outside horse, is named Proxy, who's been beaten by Bright Future in his last race, but only by a nose. Michael yeah. Stidham, a very accomplished trainer on him. Joel Rosario, a very accomplished jockey on him. In fact, Rosario rides uh, at 24% win rate with uh, Michael Stidham horses. This horse is legit. He's two for three, two, two seconds out of three tries on uh, at a mile and a quarter. And one second at Santa Anita. He, he can't be totally thrown out, but he would be a nice 8, 12, 15 to 1 horse. So as I sit here, I'm going to be focusing probably mostly on uh, Zandon. I don't know what I'm doing with the Japanese horses yet. Saudi Crown, I'll give a look. And Bright Future. I, I think if I had to tell you today who, I, who I'm leaning towards to win, I, I think I would lean towards Bright Future. And I think you might get a nice price on that. You think if you like Bright Future, you got to throw Proxy in there because they were with the nose in that last race. And who knows if uh, Proxy's got it going on. And look at the uh, money you're getting on Proxy. Yeah, I agree. And and uh, Bright Future's working out, you know, pretty well, not not off the charts. I, You know, I just it's so hard to say what's going to happen here. Archangelo would have fit this race perfectly <laughs> with all the speed that, that uh, Saudi Crown and Arabian Knight look to show here. Yep. Uh, and Zandon is the picture of consistency. Let's let's have your thoughts on an exacta box. Give me three or four horses you wheel in. Uh, well, the to the top two would be Bright Future and Zandon, um, and I'm torn between those right now. And then I'm going to throw Saudi Crown in there because I have a great deal of respect for Brad Cox, and I'm going to probably throw this Ushba Tesoro Jackie Mason horse in there. Uh, just because I I don't know, but he's five for five on the dirt and he's six for six at a mile and a quarter. I don't know how good this trainer is, but I know he's training this horse well. He brought the jockey with him, Kawada. Why Kawada? I don't know who that is, who's ridden him the last two times and, and several other times before that. So, again, a mystery might turn out to be a dud, might turn out to be a surprise, but a of all the Breeders' Cups in recent history, this one looks like it'll pay uh, a, a nice price, however you go. You baffled a little bit because of the scratch on number one, Archangelo. Do you think these trainers are baffled too? No, I, because the big guy was always going to be coming from off the pace. So then maybe they were going to keep their eye on him, the stretch runners, and try and move when he moved or beat him to the punch, but they don't have to do that now. So I think they're all going to just try and run their race and and – Again, Zandon has a very, very consistent pattern. So it'd be silly to leave him out of any of the uh, uh, exactor, trifecta, or superfecta bets. And Bright Future might be just coming into his own. His, his two, last two buyers are increasing a little bit. They're competitive with the field. All of these horses have a number that's competitive with the field. Uh, Saudi Crown has three consecutive, very competitive numbers. This is this is going to be tough. White Abario has three consecutive, very con competitive numbers. And Zandon, one, two, three, four, four in a row. And seven out of the last eight are all all numbers that could win this race. So, so maybe I'm maybe I'm underrating White Abario. 
Just from a, a viewer perspective, and this again coming from the biggest amateur in horse racing right here, but this is going to be a horse race where five or six horses are going to be down the last couple hundred yards, three, four hundred yards. Don't you think it's not just going to be like it could have been Archangelo and one of the fastest of these other 12, right? This could be five or six nose to nose. Yeah. Yep. Yes, it's going to be a, a, a stampede down the stretch, I think. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in that stampede, I figure we'll see Zandon. We'll probably see White Barrio. I, 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 I don't want to leave him out of this altogether. Saudi Crown will be there. Whether he stays there is another question. Clapton might make a move outside. Bright right. Future has has run can can deal with close up or come from behind. He's demonstrated that a couple of times. So, all right. So Billy, this is the juvenile uh, 2022 juvenile turf sprint race that our friend uh, Steve Boucher's horse is running in tomorrow, Friday, November 3rd at 7:30. Carson's run. Let's go. So let's take a look at this race from last year. And uh, William Buick, one of the world's greatest jockeys in from overseas on that. Um, was that the juvenile mile? Because uh, Carson's run is going to be in the juvenile uh, mile. All right, Billy, let's move on to the next race, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. And that's Correct. where our friend uh, Steve Boucher's horse is running in, which is all the way there on the outside, 14, Carson's run. Carson's run... Um, has a very good chance in this. And as Steve said, these are all two-year-olds, so you really don't know what's happening. And the outside post would have concerned him had had he not demonstrated an, an affinity for the outside in his last uh, very good win against my boy Prince. He's got my boy Prince again in this race, who looks to be on the lead. Um, my preference for this race is going to be a, a stretch runner, and I have uh, three of them in mind with a possible fourth. There's a horse named Stay Hot, trained by Peter Erton, E-U-R-T-O-N, who's having a magnificent season. He's training at 33%. He's hot. And if this horse wins, he's going to stay hot. So all right. there's, a like little bit hot. Of, there's a little bit of uh there's a little bit of synergy in his name and 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 his particular uh point in, in his uh training. The next horse that I would look at seriously is Agate Road, trained by Tom Todd Pleasure. Again, an awesome trainer. And this horse is two for two on the turf, both times coming from off the pace, both times making very good runs at the end, uh, closing in, in pretty good time. The same as Carson's run is going to have to do. But my pick here, and I hate to go against uh, Steve, is Endlessly. Endlessly looks like a horse that really has taken to this type of race. He's won three times at this distance already, all three times running away from the pack in the middle of the stretch. He's shown a burst of speed, which is a a, a quick turn of speed, which is very, very uh, useful on turf races, even more so than on dirt races. So his ability to accelerate at the right time 
is going to really put it, uh, make it tough for uh, Carson's run, who has the same type of ability. I expect to see those two guys down the stretch with Agate Road. Again, there's a couple of uh, mysteries here. Aiden O'Brien, who's a very good trainer uh, overseas in Ireland and England, has three horses in here, including one with uh, Ryan Moore, who's a very good jockey. And he didn't come over here just to see the, the site. So you always have to pay attention to Aiden uh, to Aiden O'Brien. My exact is clear here. I'm going endlessly and Carson's run all day long. And a Aiden didn't give away any secrets on that bus ride at 545 the other day to Steve Boucher. Not any that Steve gave to us anyway. Did you like my picture of the nun from the Blues Brothers? Did you, you <laughs> probably knew that, right? The nun, he says, this nun wouldn't let him take French threes. Top, top three in order, endlessly. Mm -hmm. Carson's run, Agate Road. I would box them all day long. Um. I have a lot of respect for Todd Pletcher. He's very good at this kind of thing. But this horse endlessly might be the standout for me. Uh, you know, as good as Carson's run looked, uh, you know, endlessly looks like he's he's up to this task. His trainer is very good, 18% winning percentage. The horse is three for three on the turf and at the distance. And in his life, he's never been beaten. You All can't get away. Distance. You can't get away from 20 to one with Stay Hot. I know you. You're going to find a way to squeeze him in there. Superfecta. All right, that's about it for the day here. We got to get onto TVG and start getting some money rolling toward these $2 bets. I'll say. I, I got two days of handicapping to do here in one day. As disappointed as we are, um, I, I, I have faith in, in Jenna and her connections to do the right thing, and I'm pretty sure that's what happened here. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, oh, well, at least we have the laugh to add at the end. <laughs> Right. We're, we've gone from 12 handicaps at this to 19 handicaps in just a week. <laughs> that, that's what happened. Somebody changed my grip, and the next thing you know, I can't do the podcast anymore. I felt like I was in the first row of the uh, first pew at church right during the sermon. <laughs> and your brother was poking my you. Brother, my brother was making me laugh. Thanks for joining Billy us Casper, today. Billy Horner. We really appreciate your Double feedback. Indemnity. And please... Marky. Subscribe to the Two show, hit them hard, job. and hit them off. That's 36 holes.